0: The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 88, Part A, is entitled The War in Heaven Versus the Battle of Armageddon and Gog and Magog, as seen by John the Revelator.
1: Of all places to look for clarity, one's first thoughts do not incline toward the book of Revelation by John. It is considered by some to be the most difficult book in the Bible, followed perhaps by Isaiah. John is unique among the other writers of the four Gospels, indeed, unique among all the other writers of the New Testament for his extraordinary visions and profound knowledge. John appears to have one focus on the Old Testament, taking inspiration from Ezekiel, Daniel, and Isaiah, who were all visionaries, one focus in the New Testament taking his inspiration from the life of Christ, as one of his chosen apostles, and one focus in the future, at the end of the world, taking inspiration from Christ's words as recorded in Matthew 24. The book of Revelation, composed of 22 chapters, is one epic poem that covers the history of the world, past, present, and future. Written on the isle of Patmos, a prisoner of the Romans, John saw the entire history of mankind in their premortal state in their mortal state, and in their resurrected state. He saw the end of the world and the coming down of the new Jerusalem. We have the writings of the apostles and prophets, and then we have John, who stands apart, who brings it all together. We have the gospel according to St. John, added to First John, Second John, and Third John. And finally, added to that, one of the most unique writings in the world, the book of Revelation. The four Gospels chronicle the life of Christ, but there is no book comparable to the book of Revelation. To add to the mystery, we have this strange exchange between the resurrected Christ and Peter regarding the Apostle John.
0: John 21, 21 21-24 Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, What is that to thee? Follow thou me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that that disciple should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him, He shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testifieth of these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true
1: controversy has surrounded that statement for two thousand years i suppose and of course we have no record of john's death only that he was banished to the isle of patmos john is a matter of mystery and his role was to bring man's history together even beginning with the pre-mortal existence until the final wrapping up scene including the second coming of christ the millennium and the final battle at the end of the world when the earth shall be like a crystal where God in Christ shall dwell with all the resurrected saints who live with them. We learn from John in the book of Revelation that the resurrected earth will be the final inheritance of the followers of Christ who endure to the end. It will also be the final place of the New Jerusalem. The purpose of this and the following companion podcast is to show the connection John made between the war in heaven where Satan and his angels were cast out and the final battles of Armageddon, and Gog and Magog that bring about the end of the world. It is common for men in this search for the meaning of scriptures to interpose his own opinions. It appears that some take great delight in proving that the Bible doesn't mean what it says. I am a literalist. For me, it is always a red alert when a Bible critic tries to explain why a particular verse means other than exactly what it says. Rather than go to other persons to explain the Bible, it is better to go to the Holy Bible itself. The Holy Bible, including the Old and New Testaments, has its own built-in cross-referencing system that every ancient Hebrew would have clearly understood. The Hebrew Bible is written in different forms of parallelism. Parallelism closes the time gap. The purpose of parallelism, besides giving structure, also gives variety, emphasis, clarity, coherence, unity, economy and correctness of interpretation every metaphor in the bible though it is not always apparent has a literal interpretation that includes the parables of christ the allegories the strange images of john isaiah daniel and other visionaries and the extended analogies of john and so on when scriptures regardless of how many hundreds of years separate the prophets repeat themselves through parallel elements They are meant to be read together for added meaning. Another purpose of parallel structure is to expand, explain, and clarify meaning as well as to compress time and show the universality of Scripture, that it has no expiration date. Let me offer a simple example of rhetorical patterns that indicate that John intended us to equate the war in heaven against Lucifer with the war on earth against Satan and how John saw Satan as the governor of all evil. And those who committed evil were ruled by Satan, whether they knew it or not.
0: Revelation twelve three through 4 And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and it cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born.
1: John clearly identifies who the great red dragon is, whose tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. In verses 7 through 9 we read,
0: And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him.
1: The book of Revelation, though comprised of 22 chapters, is a single poem to be read as a unit, and all images are tied together. The scripture above is called by John the war in Heaven. We learn from the above that Satan and a third part of the host of heaven were cast down to the earth. What are they going to do on the earth? According to John, they're going to do the same things they did in heaven, continue the war. In verse 13, we read,
0: And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child.
1: The image suggests the persecutions that occurred against Mary and Joseph. Herod murdered children under two years of age, and Mary and Joseph had to flee into Egypt. But the persecution continues. The man-child, of course, is Christ, and the war continues against his church. In verse 17 we read,
0: And the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ.
1: The woman is the church and the remnant of her seed are Christians who keep the commandments of God and have a testimony of Jesus Christ. Now notice the connection with the war in heaven. In Revelation 8 we read,
0: The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burned up, and all green grass was burned up. And the second angel sounded, And as it were a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters, because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the mist of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. The
1: phrase third part that is used to describe the rebellion in heaven is used twelve times to describe the final battles against Christians in the last days. It's no coincidence. The war in heaven was against Christ and those who followed Christ. The war on earth is against Christ and those who follow Christ. That the third part is symbolic of the third part of the stars of heaven who were cast out of heaven with Lucifer cannot be overlooked. In fact, in Revelation 9, John tells us that it is Satan who is the leader of the armies.
0: And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apoyan, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed.
1: The purpose of the connection is very simple. Though the wars on earth in the last days are wars among nations caused by the lust of man for money and power, the invisible governing power lurking behind the scenes is Satan. In Revelation 12, Satan is described as a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. They represent nations. In Revelation 17, we meet the beast again.
0: So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration.
1: And of course, we recognize that Satan is also the first beast mentioned in Revelation 13.
0: And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. And upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and great authority.
1: One begins to see the pattern. On the one hand, the beast symbolizes evil countries who have declared war against Christ and his followers. They are led by tyrants, exercising their agency to fight against God. They are unaware that they are under the power of Satan. However, John the Revelator is teaching us who the real conspirator is. It is not man. From our perspective, we see the real world marked by a map and ruled by man seeking unlimited power. From John's perspective, he saw in vision that all those who fight against God are servants to Satan and don't know it. It is Satan and his vast legions of evil spirits who are the true conspirators. The reason there appears to be a giant conspiracy is because all those who attempt to destroy free will, freedom, agency, and liberty are under the power of Satan, and Satan has a single goal, to bring mankind into captivity. Just as Lucifer used the spirits who followed him in heaven, Satan uses those same spirits who fell with him as well as human converts on earth to carry out his war against Christ on earth. Satan can tempt, but he cannot take a human life. Man can. Murderers are servants to Satan. Satan is not only the author of world wars, he is the author of Babylon. The second beast mentioned by John is a false Christ, the leader of
0: Babylon. Revelation 13, 16-18 and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might by or save he that hath the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man." and his number is six hundred, three score, and six.
1: John explains the mystery of the second beast. As the war in heaven, led by Lucifer, was against those saints who believed in Christ, the war on earth is against those who keep the commandments and believe in Christ.
0: And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? And I tell thee the mystery of the woman, and of the beast that carried her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was, and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains, on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was, and is, even he is the eighth and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful.
1: Scholars may run about trying to connect the symbols with specific leaders or specific countries or specific times, for they have existed, do exist, and will exist. Perhaps they will guess some right, but the real message is that all who fight against God are inspired by Satan and his legions of fallen angels. The war in heaven is still raging on earth. Again, Babylon is the act of man. Armageddon is the act of man. However, the invisible power behind Babylon and behind war and behind all evil is Satan and his followers. Satan is the author of evil. Satan is the beast. However, he operates in the hearts of man who, acting like beasts, try to destroy the liberty of man, directly aimed at those who keep the commandments of God and believe in Christ. Please join us tomorrow as we continue the theme in Part B.
0: Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.